Hey guys, what's going on? And welcome to the next episode of Being an Asian in Modern British Society. My name is Shaz and I'm going to be your host for the next 10 episodes while we get into a lot of nitty gritty conversations with some of my friends. Today, I'm going to talk about the inspiration behind the podcast. I'm sure those of you that know me have wondered, hmm, why has Shaz decided to start this podcast? Well, it all rooted from when I was scrolling through my emails and came across an article I wrote when I was 17, and it was all about this very topic. I was surprised to register that some of the frustrations and struggles I had back then as a young British Asian had either amplified or mellowed in the past few years. And now, as a 25-year-old, I decided that I needed to give that young girl a voice, hence the birth of this podcast. I'm going to be discussing some very relatable content and I cannot wait for you to resonate with it. So let's get comfortable, shall we? Being a South Asian in Britain today means a constant straddling of cultures and languages. One moment, we are talking in Bengali with grandparents at home and in the next, we are swaying to a Hindi Bollywood song. And yet again, we are talking in English with school friends in the playground. We flaunt Western dress when we go to the clubs, but are happy to wear South Asian attire at community events like weddings and festivals. We shift identities and bear many labels, Punjabi, Indian, Asian, Hindu, British, Brahmi even. But we are not chameleons that merge into our different backgrounds, for better or worse, we stand out in the crowd. That was an extract expressed by my good friend, Dr. Divjani Chatterjee, who was the first generation in her family to have a taste of British life. She worked for the British Steel Corporation in 1977, as they were the only people who would give her a job at the time. Her experience made me wonder, as a young British Asian, about the discrimination and certain influences members of my family and other Asians may have been prone to this inspired me to take an insight into the developing cosmopolitan society that we live in from an Asian's perspective. So, who are British Asians? Many people may question who exactly are British Asians. The term British Asian is commonly used to address people from the countries Bangladesh, Pakistan, India, Sri Lanka, Nepal, Afghanistan and Bhutan. Amongst these countries, are India, Pakistan and Bangladesh, which were all, once upon a time, in 1947, a united country called India. During this time, many Indians wished for a better life and therefore migrated to Britain for work. Amongst them was my grandfather, who came to Sheffield in 1953 and started off as a labourer. The opportunities at that time were very limited which steered my grandfather to work in manual work situations in various steel factories for endless hours of the day. By this, he integrated with work members and adopted some aspects of British culture, such as going to the pub down the road or having the old fish and chips on a Friday. He lived in very poor conditions, and only when he had enough money did he send for my grandmother, my grandfather and his siblings to be shipped over. My father was the eldest of three children and at the age of 17 he had to take responsibility for his family when my grandfather died. In the 1960s, England was not as multicultural as today, which meant that my father was a victim of many racist comments such as Paki and how his brain was underdeveloped because he came from a third world country. 
I find it very hard to understand how my grandfather and father were submissive and tolerated such abuse, as this would be highly unacceptable in today's society. I, as a 17-year-old back then, realised how fortunate I was and how my struggles could have never been compared to my father, who worked continuous hours in the steel factories and went to night school to progress and make something of himself, as jobs were very rare and rarely permanent in those days. Equal opportunities didn't exist and it was only a dream to become anything other than a labourer. I have learnt a lot from their experiences and I appreciate my education, my food, family and home and the fact that I have a wide range of opportunities in my hand which were not available in my grandfather and father's time. So in terms of Britain changing, I would say Britain has changed. The Britain we knew or the Britain that we know today, is considerably nothing like it used to be. There are equal opportunities, less cases of racism, and huge integration of society, which rarely occurred in the olden times due to a language barrier. Britain has collectively developed a world where people rarely discriminate, but instead appreciate the different backgrounds people originate from. This has affected schools, transport, work, and all areas of British life. This multicultural environment has enabled both Asian and non-Asians to become accepting of cultural difference and more appreciative of what they have to offer. However, as much as we would love to say we live in a perfect world, there is still underlying prejudice. Every culture is stained with with their own special stereotypes, especially Asians. There is still an idea of the average Asian people being taxi drivers, corner shop owners, restaurant owners, which is where the racial comment stink of curry may come from. Let's not forget the overprotective parents and the arranged marriages as well. A lot of Asians are still considered to be working class. Though, the real questions are, why did these stereotypes come about? Why do our parents nag us so much to get married? Well, all stereotypes have a meaning. Many people lost their jobs in the factories and therefore looked for other sources of work that they were familiar with and that equated to driving and selling. As for overprotective parents, what we fail to realise is that our parents want to have a better life, want us to have a better life than what they had. They want us to be able to achieve the highest we possibly can. So the stereotypes of British Asians being doctors, lawyers and accountants can be seen as a good thing. The idea of arranged marriage is often blurred by forced marriage, whereas in real fact they are two completely different things. Many Asians are more than happy with their parents finding a life partner for them, as they can choose which, if translated in British culture, can be seen as a form of a dating service. The majority of Asians condemn forced marriage and instead see it as a shame in their culture. So, the traditional values and common stereotypes are making young Asians become indecisive about which culture they should choose. Should they be completely Asian or completely British? Is it possible to follow both? They go through what they call an identity crisis. And that is something that I admit I am no stranger to. Young Asians integrate into British modern society and adopt many traits which are acceptable in the British world, but strictly forbidden in the Asian world. An example of this could be getting a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Now, this is often seen as a good thing in British culture as they're able to interact with the opposite sex. However, this is commonly seen as a huge dishonour in the Asian culture 
leaving the average young Asian in nothing but pure and utter confusion. The huge generation gap leaves young Asians frustrated because of the huge culture clash to what they see outside in their daily lives and what they see at home. I myself admit, like I said, at some part of my life, I did suffer from an identity crisis where I was torn in between respecting my elders and standing up for myself. It drove me crazy, but I soon managed to create a balance. I learned that it is possible to have both cultures play a part in my lifestyle, where I could still refer to my mother's friends as auntie out of respect, as well as come to an agreement with my father about my curfew. We as British Asians may be embarrassed by these stereotypes, but with the help of the media, we have turned them into something we can all as a nation laugh about. Programmes such as Citizen Khan have brought society together and has made them able to relate to one another. Along with this, these programmes have made non-Asian young people understand certain concepts of the Asian culture. Now, this is a slight exaggeration, but an example would be not being able to come out after 9pm. Asians have brought colour and spice to the British TV industry with films such as Bend It Like Beckham, East is East and It's a Wonderful Afterlife. This has brought a new source of entertainment but has also changed the views of many Asians in the UK. They are coming into terms with the younger generations and accepting that society is constantly changing. The Asian culture started out as a bud in the British media but has now bloomed and blossomed into every part of modern entertainment. Music artists such as Michael Jackson and Sean Paul have had their music blended with Punjabi music which is now loved and classified as a new form of British music. The admired embroidery and sequins that are woven onto a sarwar kameez has now been appreciated by British fashion and has invented blended British Asian fashions so such as the kurta or embroidered skirts. There's also the British Asian culture growth in food and football so we have the balti also known as the bucket curry which was invented in Leicester and is now classified as a British Asian dish. The old Vindaloo song in football also emphasises the transformation in society and has changed common stereotypes from stink of curry to love of curry. The colours of the Asian world now flow in the River Thames. The success of Asian culture has changed common negative stereotypes into positive ones. Now in these days, many people would associate the majority of doctors in the NHS to be Asian. Also, most Asians are seen to be considerably good at maths, science and IT. As for businesses, let's say the old Asian methods of haggling have paid off positively over the years for the UK economy. But has things completely changed? Society is constantly moving and therefore there's always room for improvement. However, the adaptation of British modern society has left all Asians feeling like they belong in the community they live in with the emerging of the two cultures. They are now more comfortable calling themselves British and are becoming less afraid to ask questions and express their own views. So don't be afraid. I guess being an Asian in modern British society is not so bad after all. As the old Indian saying expresses, everything will be alright in the end. And if it's not alright, then it's not yet the end. Congratulations! You made it through the first episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening in and I can't wait to share the next set of episodes with you soon. But for now, let's say our goodbyes.